Hello and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized, informative podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower. But really, you can listen to it anywhere at all. Anywhere at all. But Taz, tell me, what's the point of this podcast? The whole point of this podcast is we answer the mysteries of the world so you don't have to. We've carved out a part of your day, be it in the shower, be it on your walk to work, be it on your drive to work, where you can learn something new. We answer questions that you've always wondered the answer to. Questions like... Do mice actually like cheese? Where did the idea of a three-course meal come from? What are pins and needles? Why do we fall in love? And lots, lots more. I guess you could say, we expand your mind while you wash your behind. <laughs> and this week is no different. This week is a, uh, it's a, it's a big one. It's a big one. It's a biggie. It's Notorious a biggie. B.I.G. We, of the question world. We have Marx's dad to thank for asking this question. Thanks yeah. a million, Sean. Thanks, Papa. What yeah. is this week's question, Marcus? So my dad, in typical dad fashion, uh, has asked that, at their core, are human beings good or evil? My own dad asking the massive questions right here. Yeah, he, he really didn't hold back on this one, did he? Do you know, he really didn't. And I'm kind of flattered by it, to be honest. Like, you know, he could have asked us... Asked us an easy question, um, but he, he, I think he has high expectations of us. I feel he, like this is going to be an alternate reality episode all over again. Maybe, but he's asked us whether humans at their core are good or evil. And I mean, like, we're not philosophers. Well, maybe we are. I don't know what's a philosopher. But it's a question that has been at the centre of philosophical debate for generations. Bit of a deep thinker, isn't he, our Sean? You've no idea. Like, philosophy and my dad were, like, it was such a, an intricate part of, like, me growing up with him. Um, true story, instead of reading me bedtime stories as a kid, we actually used to have conversations about what I thought the meaning of life is. Holy Like, crap. as a child. Like, we, he'd sit beside my bed and we'd talk about, like, the meaning of life. That he is insane. Yeah, he's a deep, deep man. That's mad. Okay, so before we go into the actual research parts of the episode, I kind of have to ask you, do you think humans are good or bad? Do you know what? It's, it's such a weird one that, like, obviously, I think that Humans on their own are good. I think like the the nat- the natural resting state of a person is good, mm-hmm. but I think humanity or like society uh, is is kind of corrupting and bad. Okay. What about you? Do you think humans are naturally good or or evil? I kind of I'm I'm kind of similar. I feel like uh, when humans are evil, I feel like it's when they're part of a group where they're all kind of like supporting each other's evil. Do you know what I mean? It's like a place where evil is fostered makes humans evil. Evil, But I think, like you just said, individuals at their core aren't evil. Yeah, it's kind of... And, and do you know what? Like, we'll go into this a little bit more later in the episode. But it's like, when you see something bad happening, you feel bad. Yeah. Like, And for that reason, I think you're good. But then I see, like, you know, mass hysteria and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, shit, these people are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's anyway, listen, it's crazy. Um I mean, you'd want to think that humanity is good as a whole. And even though there are mountains of bad things happening in the world, like directly around us at the moment, um I'm actually gonna step away from that kind of classical philosophical school of thought on, on the nature of good and evil and um and kind of turn to a more scientific modern approach for this episode. Because science is in the share with Taz and Marx's best 
best, best friend. It really, really is. So could you just kind of briefly go over the philosophical schools to give us a little bit of a bedrock to kind of build this scientific explanation on? Do you know what? I, f- I, I did philosophy in college before I dropped out of UCD. Preach philosophy. I can, you can tell. You can I'm tell. just so wise. I actually had to dig out some of my old notes. Stop. Yeah. Um, so, right. As I said earlier, this debate philosophically has three main voices um, and comes from the, the age of enlightenment, as it's called, the age of enlightenment. Um, these were, were Jean-Jacques Rousseau, Thomas Hobbes, and John Locke. Have you ever read Calvin <gasps> and Hobbes, actually? I adore Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, Calvin um, was was a thinker. He was a very reformer. Like, he was kind of the founder of the Reformation. Um, and then Hobbes was a, a philosopher in the Age of Enlightenment. So these three main voices kind of had a say on whether they think humans are good or bad. Exactly. Um, kind of in the context of society. Okay. So um, it, it's more... Um, are humans good or bad without government or society okay. keeping them in? So uh, Jean-Jacques Rousseau uh, was the most liberal of the three. He believed that men were good but corruptible. Um, similar kind of in line... To what we were thinking. Yeah. Uh, whereas Hobbes basically thought that humanity was nasty as hell and it would fall apart if if it wasn't for the government. Um He wrote a book called Leviathan, which is like his big seminal work that you study in philosophy. And the most famous quote from that, like, I, I think this guy either hated people yeah. or hated himself. Um, he's talking about, like, you know, if there's a lack of government or a lack of kind of social structure. He's like, in such condition, there is no place for industry because the fruit thereof is uncertain. And consequently, no culture of the earth, no navigation, nor use of the commodities that may be imported by sea. No commodious building, no instruments of moving and removing such things as require much force. No knowledge of the face of the earth, no account of time, no arts, no letters, no society, and which is worst of all, continual fear and danger of violent death. And the life of man, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short. That sounds like a list of things girls write in their Tinder profiles for guys that they don't want. Poor, nasty, <laughs> brutish, short. So, so kind of, give me, give me, basically he was saying that humans are terrible without, yeah, without, like, without government. Yeah, it's basically without like government or society effectively babysitting us or making sure we don't, we don't destroy ourselves. Um, he thinks that, yeah, we're like, we wouldn't do anything because there's no motivation like they they were they were serious thinkers serious, for their days, you know. Thinkers. And also just like it's just like, you know, yeah, the life of a man, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish and short. Like he saw no good in humanity. What he saw good was like in, in the framework of society and how that kind of herded humanity to advance itself. It was really really so really So humans essentially are inherently bad, but can become good or are made good through the confines of government and social structure. Yeah, kind of along those lines. Um, anyway, like the debate raged on. And as you can imagine, this is this is kind of one of those intrinsic questions for humanity that people are fascinated by. So there's been loads of research to answer the question of whether we as humans are good or evil. Um, or more accurately, what is our first instinct to be cooperative or selfish. I mean, like, good and evil are subjective terms. Okay. So we're, we're going to break it down to cooperative, as in, like, wanting to help our fellow humans, or selfish, wanting to, to wanting to advance ourselves personally 
at the expense of society as a whole. yourself, I yeah, suppose, too. basically. So, so tell us all cooperatively, Marcus. Cooperatively, because I'm a cooperative human. <laughs> um, so first off, the, the thing that we're going to look at is first instinct, right? It's what I mentioned before, whether someone's first instinct is to be selfish or cooperative. Um, I say first instinct because in, it relies on this kind of dual process decision making uh, based on intuition and reflection. So intuition is the thing you do kind of instinctively without so, even realising you're doing exactly it. whereas reflection you know it's when you have a little bit of time to think mm. about something um, and that can change your that can change your stance because that's like everything that you've learned as a human um, is affecting your decision as opposed to who you are as a yeah, human yeah so that's kind of like inherently yeah. or again what you've been taught that's it intuitive decisions are made quickly and almost without thought so they're what we're going to use to decide whether humans are good or bad. I'm on track, yes. So five different studies were carried out um, with just under, uh, just under a thousand people. So it's not a massive sample group, but this is the type of thing that like, do you know what? Any decent sized sample group and a good result is going to give you a good idea of where where we lie on this. Mm -hmm. So humans were put in the scenario where they were given group-based financial decision-making tasks, right? Okay. Uh, Which required participants to choose between acting selfishly, so opting to maximize individual benefits at the cost of the group, okay, or cooperatively, where they would opt to maximize group benefits at their own personal cost. Okay. Right, so... So, they all they all work together to make everything good. Yeah, well, the results were fairly striking. In every single study, uh, the faster decisions, that is the more intuitive, um, were associated with higher levels of cooperation. Uh, whereas slower, the more reflective decisions were associated with higher levels of selfishness. These results mm. actually suggest that our first impulse is to cooperate and that um, that the likes of Hobbes or Augustine, who I didn't mention him earlier, he was basically Pope Augustine, believed that humans were evil, but they could only be saved by divine intervention. Um, right. It proved that they were wrong and that we are fundamentally good creatures at the base of it all. So it kind of... It kind of, to go back on Hobbes, it shows the complete opposite to what he was thinking. That when people are given time to think, and obviously their decision making is influenced by society and government and whatnot, that's when they kind of go down the evil route. That's so cool. Exactly. Um, And this thing, furthermore, the researchers carried out further studies on the same size of sample group with different people, where they changed the time parameters and the situations to see if it affected the outcomes. Okay. Um, So, you know, instead of making something a flash decision, they'd give someone a minute or two minutes or ten minutes or a day to think about it. And still, the vast majority of people stuck with each other and helped, drawing conclusive evidence that as a whole, people tend to be good and not evil. There you go. Yay, humanity. I was so afraid of this episode that we were all going to find out we are terrible human beings. (laughs) So, as a whole, when people group together, they are good. Mm -hmm. And as a whole, humans want to help each other and are good. And it's just that bloody corrupt government. Absolutely. And do you know what? It's like, well, not government. The the, the government government of man. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I would love to hear your thoughts about this, listeners. So please... If any of you are philosophers or have, you know, really deep thoughts, or maybe in your country it's completely different, um, do shoot us a message on Facebook letting us know um, what you kind of think. Um, so, yeah, take that, Dad. That is that is a really, really good episode. Just 
just before we get on to the facts, if there are facts, are there facts? There, there are, but they're not conventional facts on this. Okay, right. Well, before we get on to those, do you think that individuals can be evil? Like, do you think... Do you think that there are evil people out there? Say, like, do you think Hitler was evil? Well, do you know what? I'm going to look at... Um, I'm going to look at what we were talking there um, and say that we're basing good and evil on selfish nature and cooperation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of cooperation is based on empathy. Um, so obviously there are conditions like sociopathy, uh, psych- people who are psychopaths. There's a lot of conditions that actually remove social empathy. So like even cases of PTSD mm-hmm. can make you completely blind to the needs of others. So, I mean, evil is a really, really strong word and it, it kind of paints this demonic picture of people. Um I do think that there is evil in the world. I think that for every light and for every good, there is an equal dark. And I don't think we can ignore that. But at the same time, I I would prefer to focus on the light. Mm, that's mm. very, very interesting. It's like, what yeah. defines evil? Like, is it somebody... You, do you know what? Like, you don't... If someone who you think is evil, you have no idea what, what their mental condition is, what they face in their lives, what their, mm-hmm. what their upbringing was like, what they've had to deal with. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, absolutely. But I mean... Do you know what? It's just sometimes you got to focus on the good. You do. Absolutely. Amen to that sister. Okay, right. So some facts. Yeah. So this episode was fairly word heavy and a little. I loved it. Yeah, it was. But, you know, it was like it, it was intense. So instead of dropping facts about the Age of Enlightenment or about any of the philosophers, um, I've I've just decided to have some happy facts. Oh, because lovely. I'm a good person and we're, and we're all good people, hopefully. Plus, this week was the summer solstice, the brightest day of the year. So, the most perfect week to spread brightness into the world. So, right, here's the first happy fact, right? Yeah. Um, Even if they're never able to witness themselves, blind people still smile when they're happy. Because smiling is a basic human instinct. Ah, that's amazing! Mm -hmm. Right, next fact. Completely, I, I, I found this one for you because I know you're a huge Disney fan. Um, so... Wayne Allwine and Russie Taylor, who respectively voiced Mickey and Minnie Mouse, were actually married in real life. That's so incredible. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon they um they practiced their their interactions at home? I don't know. Do you reckon that when they were maybe becoming physically intimate, they'd go uh, Mickey and Minnie voices? <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon that they like cheese? Actually, there was an episode on whether there mice is. like cheese. It's um, not spe- true. Speaking of Minnie Mickey's, um, here's the last. <laughs> here's the last thing, right? And this kind of goes down to good or evil which is kind of lying in in lying in the face of self-interest um so nasa had to relabel the penis sleeve for urinating in spacesuits which first of all it makes me so happy that someone's job probably for a couple of years was to design a penis sleeve for urinating in space okay suits. okay what's a what's a penis sleeve it's a sleeve for your penis so it's like you it's a, this thing in a spacesuit that you slot your appendage into to pee into because you have to be covered at all times. Well, no, so it's a, you, you could be out in a spacesuit for like nine, ten hours. So it has a pee receptacle. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. But, um, like, you know, NASA actually had to relabel the sizes um, from small, medium to large to large, gigantic and humongous because every single astronaut was only choosing large and they kept they kept on slipping off. <laughs> there you go. That is- so humans may be good, but you know what? In the face of certain areas of self-interest, we will oh always God. tell a bit of a lie. <laughs> oh. 
Well, Marcus, was that a large, gigantic, or humongous episode? Oh, clearly humongous. Obviously, <laughs> as a man, I'm going to lie about that, given the context of the question. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of In the Share with Taz and Marcus and dedicating your lovely, squishy ears to us for the last 15 or so minutes. If you like In the Share with Taz and Marcus, Good news, there are a whole host of episodes for you to binge listen to. There's over 40 on every topic you can imagine. And if you've listened to all 40 of those and you love them, then please, please, please spread the word to your friends, to your family, a like or a rating, a share on Facebook. All those things go a really, really, really long way for 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 me and Marcus and to help people like you find podcasts like us. Seriously, if you've listened to like all of our episodes, gold star. You must be so interesting <laughs> and, and sexy and cool and, and pretty and rich and charismatic. And if you're also inquisitive. If you're also inquisitive. If you have a question that you would like answered on In The Shower with Taz and Marcus, you can send it to intheshowerpodcast at gmail.com or you can send it to our social meets. If you want to get us on social, look up In The Shower with Taz and Marcus on Facebook. Shouldn't be too hard to find us. And if you want to get us on Twitter, it's at intheshowerpod. And as always, guys, if you don't have a question and you just want to say hello, we would love to hear from you. Actually, do you know what? A few weeks ago, I put out a call uh, for people to send us pictures of their dogs. We received over 50 pictures of dogs from all around the world, from as far as Japan to Ireland to everywhere. We saw some amazing dogs. Someone sent us a picture of their parrot. It was a good time. So thank you. Keep that up. Every time a dog came into our email, I'd be like, one of us would call each other. Like, another one's in. Look at this. Look at this husky. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, please, please get in touch with us. Say hi. Say that you're listening. We love you. We hope you love us. We'd love to hear from you. A few thank yous before we wrap up the episode. A big thank you to Alan and Paddy and all the crew at the Headstuff Podcast Network. Thank you for hosting us on your wonderful network. We love you. And hopefully you also love you. And humans are good. <laughs> Next up, thank you so much to Flo Robinson for our amazing cover art. We love you, Flo. A final thank you to Dave Gertzman for coming up with our theme song. Um, you can find Dave on Instagram at Dave's Recordorama, and get in touch with him if you need a jingle because he is—he is the man. He is the Kanye West of jingles. Before we announce what next week's episode is going to be, just to give you dedicated listeners who've listened to the very, very end some inside scoop, Marks and I have some very, very, very exciting news that we're going to be announcing in the next three weeks or so. It's very exciting, so stay tuned. Neither of us are pregnant, (laughs) just in case you're freaking out. But next week's question. Next week's question is... Oh, my God. Next week... Next week's question comes from Sophia Fornbacher, who comes from Boston. Boston. And she wants to know... What are hiccups? What are hiccups? <laughs> so that's going to be next week's question, out in time for your morning shower on Monday. So, listen, in the meantime, keep scrubbing. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.